0: Well, the British Open has given us a bit of everything after an eventful day one. South African amateur Christo Lamprecht and local Tommy Fleetwood have a share of the league. Gary Edwin has been teaching since 1961 this great game, and he's recognised as one of Australia's most influential golf coaches. So we thought it was high time and a great time to get him on. Gary, good morning. Appreciate it. Hey, Sam. Yeah, It's great. Uh,
1: 1961, that sounds like... uh, (laughs) I was standing under the Harbour Bridge yesterday, and I'm nearly as old as that.
0: Sorry, mate. Sorry to put a timeline on things. I probably should have just said yeah. a long time.
1: Yeah, well, but yeah. I still, my body still only feels about sixty, so that's okay, mate.
0: <laughs> nice, mate. Nice. Uh, I beg your pardon. Hey, I think. A lot of us could relate to someone like Justin Thomas last night. So eleven over, a couple of horror moments in the sand for the American, and a a day probably spent in golf hell for him. How did you see Justin Thomas? Hello. Oh, we might have lost him. Oh, we got you back there, Gary.
1: We're here. Yeah, mate. No, it was pretty horrible to watch. But you know, I think I think every golfer can relate. Yeah. To those sorts of things happening, no matter what handicap they're off, but. He's been having a bit of a struggle lately, and it's obviously going to put a bit of a dent in him from being one of the world's best players. But, uh, you know, those bunkers are just so brutal, and um, I've been uh, to a lot of British Opens with my guys when they were playing, on and Pampley and, and Senior, and, and you know, you can just lose, lose something just for a minute and take triples. So, uh, the course, you'll see a lot of people, a lot of guys shoot under par, like probably 20 or so today, but then... Other guys will have eighties. It's uh, it's just the way that that English golf is.
0: So, Gary, how would you go with everything you do as we discussed? How do you approach a guy struggling, you know, mentally, like Justin Thomas in, in this moment?
1: Well, you know, they've got to go back to what worked before, and I mean that, that's part of the coaching. My coaching philosophy has always be to go back to what works, and I've I've got models of their swings, Senior and uh, and Pamp's and all those guys. Kevin Coles, um, I've got models in there that we look at all the time and when they get away from the, which is easy to do, get away from the, the way that they should be swinging it, they've got to go back to the old stuff because we search for new stuff and then we get in trouble. We go down that slippery track. Yeah. So he's, he's got a lot of moves in his golf swing too. I mean, he, he's a little guy that hits the ball miles, but he does have a lot of, uh, a lot of things going on with his, with his body angles and stuff. And he, and, he, and when he, when he starts mishitting it, it's, uh, it's not pretty.
0: I've always been fascinated, Gary, and I'm not involved in the game by any stretch. But how much time is put into the mental and psychological side of the of the sport, and and has that evolved over time?
1: It has evolved over time, but you know, the mental side is obviously result based. You know, it's it's if you if you're performing and you're scoring, then your confidence. You can't buy confidence. it yeah. comes from your performance. But you know, when you look back to the old days, you, you had the guys that didn't do any of it. Uh, Your Nicholas's, your Watsons, your Normans, your Hogan's. um, They obviously had a very strong mind, but they didn't actually have all the the mental coaches and stuff. So the game's really evolved into uh, a huge area in that sense that they've all got a team of uh, physios, dieticians, mental coaches. And Rodney Pampling was was married to a psychologist, so he was sleeping with a psychologist. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, So he... He had it with Angela she was great he had a head start but um some it's like I, I say it's like all brand if you've heard of that if you have if you eat it you don't need it yeah uh, yeah and uh, yeah and so um, some people need more need it more than others, but they, they it is a big part of the game these days, and and every every player has, has someone doing the mental stuff with them.
0: So your I mean your students, if I can call them that, uh, those who have worked uh, alongside you, under you, I mean it reads like a who's who. You mentioned Peter Senior, Rod Pampling, um, yeah. Peter Lonard. Uh, there's stacks yeah. of them there. What are, do you have a set of non-negotiables then when it comes to this craft because it's it's an inexact science in many ways, Gary, but do you have a set of non-negotiables that you stick to when it comes to making perhaps good golfers great?
1: Man, it's all about ball flight. It's really it's really getting their body and their arms and hands to work so that they can be consistent because most people can, I always say they can uh, up here, they can play like Tiger Woods and you, or you can play like Rabina Woods, you can be in the woods all day. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And it's a fine line. So, you know, the consistency rate to play four rounds like these guys are doing on course, the set up so difficult for tournaments like this. They have to have something that repeats under pressure and that they really don't have to think about that much. They've done so much of it when they mm. train. Mm. You know, on the training side of it, the training side of it I think is, is more important or is, is very much important now as, as, the, as the mental side because they, these guys are in the gym, they're doing speed drills, they're doing stuff. And I've, I've always worked on getting the body uh, in the right spots and stuff. So we do a lot of the gym stuff as well. It's much more advanced now. And um, I, I think that um, that's that's more important for me to, to get your body and your arms to, to work uh, under pressure. Because when the pressure builds, old stuff comes back and you've got to know how to get rid of it. And obviously there are a lot of centres opening up uh, opening up now that are doing more of that holistic thing with the... With the um, exercising and the and the computers and, and you know the, the the massages and the whole lot so uh, all of those guys they've got an honorized these days
0: yeah and i asked that question only because i'm conscious of the fact that there'll be probably so many amateur golfers weekend hackers listening at the moment Gary. it's a bit like you know what's the meaning of life you know searching searching for an answer to improve their golf games
1: the holy grail yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people a lot of people want golf tips you know they they have tips from their friends and tips from pros uh, that are just one-off things that they should do in this swing. And I always um, I always say that sort of coaching is a bit Band-Aid-ish. And uh, I used to call it, get Hitler and you've won the war. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but, but it's not that simple. You have to have some sort of structure and you have to follow a plan. So, you know, most, most of my teaching you know, has all been based on people who want to get better and who want to work at it, not people who just want to play better for the Wednesday comp. So, so tips are no good. Uh, you really need to understand your body and, and, and the way the club moves and what you've got to do to get your pattern right so to do that you've got to you got to do do a lot of work so most people aren't prepared to put the work in and some people are so uh, the, the golf the uh, golf swing is, uh, is difficult because we've got ankles knees shoulders wrists we've got all sorts of things that move in in, um, in different directions and we have to learn how to um, simplify the way that all happens.
0: We're speaking a yeah, renowned I've always been into- yeah we're speaking a yeah. renowned golf coach Gary Edwin Gary I've got to ask you about these uh you touched on the difficulty of Roy, Roy, uh, Royal Liverpool and how it's set up for for major tournaments yeah. like this but the pot bunkers they are savage
1: yeah well those plated ones that they've got they're right through Ireland Scotland and, and a lot of courses in Europe and and uh, the difficulty with them is a lot of the time too that um, because you can hit a I know that in our practice rounds over there, the guys had hit a shot off the tee and everyone would go, a oh, great shot, good swing, great shot, and they'd get down there and chin one of those bunkers. So the ball can bounce uh, different ways when it lands as well. So if they, play, if they play too conservative and they try not to get in the bunkers, they can't really shoot low scores because it's too, it's too, it's too negative. So when they, when they go and start attacking holes, which they normally do on the other courses they play on, they can finish up in, in horrendous spots like we saw Rory this morning in that bunker and he, uh, he actually got it up and down with the second one that he hit out of the bunker when he had his leg out of the bunker mm. uh, but uh, the thing about those courses is they're, they're, they're normally hard and fast and running and that course at the moment is very green. When Tiger won in 206, I was there and we played a practice round with Tiger Rodney and and Steve Williams and um, and myself, we went around and played played a practice round the whole round with Tiger, and you know the way they've got to plot themselves around because if you over attack you you can you can make triples. So it's 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 a pretty it's a negative sort of way to play. But that course then was browned off and hard as a rock. Tiger was hitting seven irons off the tee, four irons for his second, so he wouldn't get in the uh, bunkers. Mm. You know, so um, the course is very different now. But I think in the next couple of days if the weather goes crazy yeah uh, that course will go back to being just as hard and fast as it normally was and that's why you see guys that can come out in the third round and get a good tee time when there's no wind blowing or something and shoot a low number and then the guys will come out in the afternoon to shoot a high number so it, it, it wouldn't matter whether you're five or six shots ahead in that tournament you could still you can still lose on the last two or three holes
0: yeah they're talking heavy rain over there, torrential rain over the weekend, Gary. It's going to be pretty rough and ready, potentially, Saturday and Sunday over there.
1: Yeah, it will be. I, I don't know whether. Uh, yeah, I think Tommy Flutewood's got a great chance. I've been liking the way he's going. I like the way he plays. He can hit the ball low. He, he can he can run the ball up. He's uh, he's putting very well. Mm. But it, there's there's 10 or 15 guys that can probably win that.
0: Yeah. Hey, just but, b- just before we let you go, speaking of bunker shots and legs out of the bunker, that, I was speaking of, about Christo Lamprecht before. One of his bunker shots went absolutely viral, Gary. I mean, he's six foot eight, and I reckon anyone else could have pulled it off apart from him. He was able to position himself like a praying mantis to get one ball out of one of those uh, one of yeah, those traps.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, it he, he, he basically those guys are just athletes, and they work out all the time. Uh, one of the things I was going to mention to you was um, there's a new new place opened up. In Geelong, Brad Lamb's got the Golf Institute, and um, it's got that whole holistic thing. I went down and did the opening just a few weeks ago. It's the best facility I've I've seen uh, in the world for uh, for teaching players of all levels, and particularly the uh, exercise side of it. So uh, people want to get out there and have a look at that because it's a great setup. It's an indoor. He's got he's got seven uh, seven greens, Trackman, and a gym and masseuses and fitting center, and it's an unbelievable place. Yeah, so, uh, get along and have a look at it if you're down there.
0: I'm glad you mentioned it. That indoor golf training and coaching in Australia. So where can people find it down there, Gary? If they if they want to get in touch.
1: Yeah, well, they just go on the website and look for the golf institute. It's in Geelong, um, just not far from Barwon. Yep. And um, yeah, it's it's a massive a massive place, and he's got all the best staff there for. For training and he's got these he's got these springy things which are a new thing for training they're like bands but they're springy things and they 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 work on strengthening your body without lifting weights and doing stuff that's going to harm you so it's good for uh the average player even older players as well so they don't injure themselves playing golf because a lot of people do injure themselves playing golf their elbows their backs when their swings are when their body posture just not right
0: I'm glad you mentioned it, Gary. You beat me to the punch. But it's a multi-million dollar facility. It's got high-tech training uh, facilities, a coaching, the conditioning centre as well. It only opened in Grovedale, uh, what, about 11 days ago now, on the 10th of July. So get yourself along and and check it out. Gary, absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. Um, Loved your insights and thanks for taking the time to join us.
1: Okay, mate. Great talking to you, Sam.
0: There's Gary Edwin there. Knows a thing or two about the sport. We need to take a break on the captain's run. Back shortly.